Good afternoon. Welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. This is Tom Richardson coming to you on this Christmas Eve of 2021. Uh, this is a little bit different show today. I want to play a song for you. I'm going to play it in its entirety. Uh, it is a really touching, moving song. Uh, please just listen through. Don't skip through it. Uh, it's by the piano guys at Craig Avon. It's called The Sweetest Gift. And uh, I would like to dedicate it to some friends of mine and my wife's that we've uh, that have passed on to go to God's glory in these past years or so. Uh, Steve Mitchell, our friend Keith, uh, Russ Dizdar, and his wife, uh, both. We lost them in uh, just a couple months ago. A uh, friend of ours, Dennis and Dorothy. Now, not all of them passed from the dreaded virus that's going around. Some of it was heart attacks and other things. Some people that I know on that list that actually uh, made it through the dreaded thing. But uh, they they are missed, and we know that one day we'll see them again. And uh, that is important. That you know, this time of year, you know, uh, we've all lost family, we've lost friends uh, to due to whatever, you know, whatever, uh, it is that took them. And, uh, we have to hold in our hearts that we will see them and see them soon. And, uh, let's go ahead. We'll do the song. this time cause you're not here to celebrate with me tears fill my eyes and memories flood my mind as I place your ornament upon our tree although this year I have a brother me hope and joy as I remember where you are. You're with the Son of God. You're with the Prince of Peace. You're with the one who's celebrating. And that thought amazes me. Sometimes I still break down, grieving that we're apart. Is knowing where you are You're with the Son of God Got your picture in the frame And a stocking with your name Oh God knows it's been hard But I'll see you again And all oh, that thought is healing to my soul 
The sound of pianos and cellos seems to just kind of tug at you a little bit, and then you add those words in there all the way through. And uh, I encourage you, if you want to and uh, you have the time, go to YouTube and look that up. It's called The Sweetest Gift. Uh, If you have Spotify, you can listen to it there. But on the YouTube video, the, the piano player, explains how they came to record the song and it is it's heart-wrenching uh it really is when you think about how they what they had to go through him and his wife but anyway that's your homework you do that on your own we're not going to talk much about the garbage of the world today we're going to talk about what really counts at christmas time And some people have different ideas about what really counts at this. We're we're right on the doorstep of Christmas Day. 
Christmas Eve is sometimes a, a little bit more um, of an engaging day for folks because it's when a lot of people, you know, gather around the tree. They get the fire going in the fireplace or whatever, and they open their gifts, and they see what others have gone out and looked for and given them. The uh, the things they've wanted to have, uh, they've asked for, or, or those nice surprises that, that come at Christmas. There are many who can't afford to do much, but what little they can do, they do it. And it always has a, a deep, deep-seated deep meaning. And there's lots of memories that we go through at this point in our year uh, of the Christmases past. You know, we when you think of Christmas past, you think of Scrooge, <laughs> Ebenezer, you know. But uh, most of us have not lived that type of life. <clears throat> we have tried to do the best we can, those of you that are listening to me anyway, I think, and and stay uh, above the water on that one, you know, celebrating Christmas as it goes. There are those who look at Christmas as a totally pagan holiday that they'll have nothing to do with. I'm not going to give you a card. We're not going to put up a tree now. Uh, we don't really have a tree here either. But it's not a that we shun the idea of the tree. It's just, dude, it's a lot of work. <laughs> We're so busy doing other things. But, uh, you know, I, I love to see it, you know, when, when people decorate the trees. And and uh, just there's something, the, the festiveness of the air, in the air, you know. And uh, it goes deeper than that for those of us who know God, know Christ. Because we understand what it's really all about. A few years ago, uh, a friend of mine, he, he, he came across with this, uh, this great idea, and he said it was from his wife. <clears throat> she, they, the, you know, the old saying, uh, the reason for the season, you know, that Jesus is the reason for the season. And as we celebrate it, that's true. Now, I want you to think about this as we kind of touch on it. Uh, you and I are the reason for the season in God's eyes. Because if not for us and our fallen nature, Jesus, the real reason, I guess, if you want to put it that way, would have never had to do what he did. And it made sense. He, he did a very good job. I wrote a blog about it years ago. And, uh, um, you know, it's not one of those that, set the world on fire but it's a it's a it's a tantalizing thought and it's not narcissistic in any kind of a way it just really is we are the reason for the season because of our sinful fallen nature a, a, a perfect and wonderful god had to come and sacrifice for us i want to share from the bible today a, a little bit we're going to we're going to do that right now. i got papers flapping around here. <clears throat> John, John chapter 3, the most quoted, the most known piece of scripture and what some call literature even 
is John chapter 3, verse number 16. If you have a Bible and you want to, or if you just go along, most of us know this, this little bit by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The main word to focus in, pinpoint, laser focus. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't take anything from us. He didn't demand anything from us. He gave us. And he gave us himself. He gave us Jesus. He gave us, as it says, his only begotten son. Uh, what does that really mean? He's unique. That's another way to read. To, you can read that right into that passage. His unique, only, one-of-a-kind son. There are no others. There ne- never will be. Jesus is so unique. He is begotten of God, born of a woman. Now, in the beginning, God created man. He created Adam, and out of Adam he made Eve, his wife. But he created them. They were created. Jesus came to us as a woman from the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit over her. It's a, you know, when you try to put this into the finite minds that we carry and understand it, it's very difficult. If you back up just a couple of pages, you'll go to John chapter 1. Now, again, focus in right on it. God gave his only, only begotten son. So that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have life everlasting or everlasting life. If you go back to John chapter 1, it explains, John explains very well whom this very unique person was, is, sorry, is. In the beginning was the Word, John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And if you jump down, it's verse 4, 1 through 4. If you jump down to verse number 14 very quickly, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John reiterates throughout his writings, and I'm not going to go through all of it. I've done a a thing on that in in just preaching out in the street, well, actually at rescue mission. I tried to bring forth how many times, even in, even in John 3, 
319-ish, he says it again, that the only begotten son of the father. This is such a pinpointed thing. You have to really get that, understand that Jesus was so unique among men because he was 100% man born of the woman and 100% God. Not 50-50, not 60-40, none of that. There was no question ever of whom he is or who he is. He was God. He is God. I'm sorry to use the past tense. Don't hold it against me. You know what I mean. But he came and gave of himself. What a wonderful gift, right? Uh, Faith Hill does a wonderful song as well that says a baby changes everything. goes through the whole idea of a young girl who's uh, in the family way. But, you know, it's, it's Mary, it's Jesus. When you read further into the Christmas story, which is Luke chapter 2, Matthew chapter 1 and 2 kind of thing, when you read into that and you read it, you know, you'll, you, there's certain things that start to stand out at us. The glory, the joy, and that's what we need to shoot for in this time of the year is to gain a perspective of the joy that we should always have, especially those of us who know Christ, those of us who are followers, Christians, imitators of Jesus to the extent that we can. You know, that's something that doesn't get taught very often, and it's a shame because that's whom we are, whom, listen to me, who we are. We are imitators of the Most High God. To the best of our human ability, that's what we're to, to strive for. Not sit around and just call ourselves sinners. Even though we sin, that kind of makes us sinners. But you know what? Cut it. Understand that you're more than that now. You've been pulled out of the death that you were in and placed into life with Christ. Flip over, if we want to, to Romans can always end up in Romans, I'm telling you. Romans chapter 5. Going along with John 3.16 and what God has given you. He gave the world. Romans 5, verse number 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. In due time. God's plan is always in due time his due time or we could even say in time due d-u-e in other words he's not gonna he's nothing surprises god he didn't just look down oh wait a minute how did jesus get to know he sent him he gave him for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What a wonderful thing. Just let that 
stop right there. Just let that sink in. And that in due time, Christ came for the ungodly. Goodness gracious. It should make you sweat just a little bit thinking about the wonderfulness of God, the, the awesomeness of God. And, you, you know, for those who, who don't get it, that just, you know, this is just another, it's another Christmas season. And it, you know, it is, I guess. But it's not supposed to be. And, you know, we can try to do our best to pull that spirit that comes, the and it's a godly spirit I'm talking about, that's in the season. You know, it seems like it's in it because there are wonderful things. There are also some pretty bad things that happen this time of year, you know, thefts and deaths and murder, all that stuff. But the thing of it is, is when we focus back on the good things that happen at the Christmas season, um, there are some wonderful things, good examples of there's something going on in the hearts of men this time of year. And then, and I think it's a, uh, it's, it's more good than bad for those of us who, you know, some people, even though they're not following Christ, you know, I'm not saying they're Christian. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're saved. I'm just saying that they have that knowledge God tells us also in the book of Romans that you have no, I don't care where you are, the deepest, darkest jungle. If you look around, you can see that someone created those wonderful things around you and the food that you eat and the trees that grow and the mountains and the valleys and the rivers and the streams and all those things that we sometimes take for such granted. God created. And it says that, Without Jesus, without the Word, which is Christ, nothing would have been. That's John chapter 1. Reread that, 1 through 4. Okay. This is something that came to me. Go over to, uh, you're in Romans, if you were with me, go to Romans 6. And I use this in a, in a message I did in my church a few weeks back. This is not usually something you use at Christmas. It's not something, uh, biblical scripture, that gets used during the season of Christmas. But it just some the Holy Spirit kind of came over me. Um, 623 Romans 623 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord now what does that say there are people who fight this they get people to say the sinner's prayer and they do it quickly and it's always they he asked Jesus into his heart you know uh, it says right there that Jesus is your Lord. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, right? The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He's not, uh, uh, he's not just some guy that, you know, he's not, you know, jack on the street. 
He's the Lord. He's the Savior. He had a specific duty that he fulfilled. When you think about the entirety of the Christian message, it goes so deep. And it all comes down to giving from God. He didn't come to take from you. And you know, some people look at the way we live as Christians and say, well, you had to give up so much. You know, it's like God took this from you and God took that. You know, you can't go out and drink and smoke and party and all the other ignorant things of life because really sin is only good for a season and then it turns to death. But God didn't take anything from those of us who have stepped into the realms of glory, even though we're still in this world. We have been seated on high with him, says in Ephesians. He gave us new life. He gave us a king that we can look up to. Not these potentially dangerous humans that run around all over. Gave us something so much further above all that. For God so loved the world that he gave. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is Jesus Christ our Lord, or eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You can do word studies on things like gift, gave, you know, or God gave, that kind of thing. You know, add a few things in and just see throughout the Bible that we have, the Old and New Testament, how much he gives over anything that he takes. That is the God that we serve. Now, I would like to end today. It's been a little bit different. You know, I'm not wound up and and, and my hair on fire today. I'm, I'm, really, I'm really blessed in the things that God has given me. And uh, we all suffer loss of some sort now and then. But he's given me quite a bit. He's given me a, a, a wonderful wife and... A, a nice warm home and uh, friends and family that uh, we can all hold on to. And those are things that I believe God has given me. Sometimes I feel like God's given me not just a second chance at life, but probably a third, fourth, fifth, and tenth. But, it, you know, I'm happy. And I, I can say that we're joyful in the Lord. I want to add a few things. I want to help you. As we go out today, um, I don't have any tangible things at hand you, but I can tell you I have some information that I, I, I'd like to share with you, and I think it could be helpful health, health-wise for you. I've said this before. I'll say it again. There are some things that supplementally we need to add to our, you know, you talk to your doctor. I'm not giving doctor advice that supplementally you can add to your 
regimen of things that we look at each day, take each day into our bodies. Because of the uh, sicknesses and disease that's out there, no matter what it is, we're just going to talk about regular colds and flu. Uh, Some things don't stop sinus infections. I have a good friend of mine who's just now getting over that. But uh, look, folks, I've said it before, like I said, and I'll say it again. Vitamin C. Take good doses of that every day. Don't depend on orange juice to do the job, okay? Get the supplements. Get 1,000 milligrams and bomb, bomb yourself with it. Zinc. Zinc and C are two of the main top categories that people throw out there. And, of course, vitamin D3. Here in places like Ohio and the Midwest, is winter has finally arrived the other day. The sun seems like he's gone away. We are, you're not going to get enough sun even if you go outside anyway. You have to basically take your shirt off and stroll around for a few moments, a half hour or so, before you're going to get enough sun to even make up for the D3 that's being depleted from your body. Vitamin D3 is very important. Uh, I take two of the two, everything I'm talking about up to now, vitamin C, zinc, and D3, I take twice a day. Once in the morning, once at night. You might want to add on a new little deal. It's called quercetin, Q-U-E-R-C-I-T-I-N, quercetin, quercetin. It helps the vitamin C and the and the zinc to get into your cells. There's a lot of technical medical terms out there for that, but uh, it really is. It helps permeate your cells with those. It helps them to uh, do their job and do it well. Uh, another one that I've come across and I picked some up just today: NAC L cysteine, uh, NAC L. C-Y-S-T-I-E-N-E, I think it is. Anyway, it's close enough. NAC-L-cysteine. This is uh, coming into the forefront now of being something that helps to combat the infection known as the Chinese bioweapon from Wuhan. It helps your cells to fight that stuff off. It's... uh. You know, and some a lot of these things are pulmonary helpers. They help you to breathe better, uh, all that. So you know, if you haven't, if you have problems COPD and or you're just susceptible to colds and and flu, these are good things to add to your regimen. Again, if you feel you need to, you know, check with your doc. I don't have any specific um, brand names. I'd say try to stay with things that are at least made here in the United States or. Try not to buy the the Chinese stuff, but you know that it may be harder to do. But definitely, these are things you need to do. I'll read them real quickly again: vitamin C, vitamin D three, zinc, quercetin, and NAC L cysteine. Just for a few, uh, you know, right now in the old studio we have our diffuser running. It's been running for a couple hours now, blowing out frankincense. <laughs> It's that time of year. Frankincense is good for you. Uh, you you, you want to get good good 
squeezed out frankincense from the wherever I think forget where it comes from, what plant, but uh, you you don't want anything that's been sprayed with bug juice and everything else. Try to find good quality essential oils where you can. I don't until somebody decides they want to sponsor us. And, you know, I'm an easy sponsor. You don't have to pay me. Just, you know, get my name out there. Get our show out there. If it's worth it, they'll come. But uh, I like the smell of it, man. It's good, and it, it's it's a cleaner. It cleans the air. It cleans uh, your air as you breathe it in. Uh, frankincense, myrrh as well. You know, I don't have any of that, but uh, it's harder to find. Folks, it's been fun today. I want you to... Stay focused, though, on Jesus. Christmas is a good time for all of us that know Christ. It's our chance to even just sit around the table or around the house when folks come to visit or when you go to visit them and share Christ with them. There are people who are struggling through these days, and they need all the help they can get give them Jesus. God gave his only begotten son and the other gift is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Have a great day. December the 24th, 2021. This is Tom Richard, Moving Confusion. See you later.